Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and we're continuing with our new development of uh, Get Right for Sunday podcast, Get Right for Sunday Kids. And today we have yet another special guest. It is Brady. Brady, say hi. Hello. Brady, is there anything you want everybody to know about you? You get to introduce yourself. So what amazing thing that you do that nobody else knows? Uh, nothing too much, really. I don't, nothing I don't, too much. You're I don't like, play any instruments. No, nothing, really. No instruments? Okay. Are you, like, double-jointed? Say, so like, you know, my thumbs are double-jointed. Uh, kind of, kind of not. Oh, kinda, not kinda, not really. Not really? No. Okay. What's your favorite color? Red. Red. What kind of red? Kind of like a darkish red. Darkish red? Okay. So, Brady, who likes, kind of likes darkish red. Okay. <laughs> So today we're going to continue. These are the readings that will be used for the divine service coming up this weekend. And we continue with the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, Jesus sits on the Mount and he teaches. And the first part of the sermon was, blessed are the meek, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who mourn, and so on and so forth. And then um, it was about you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the earth, and that you are to be something because God has given it to you. The sermon changes, and now Jesus is actually telling us stuff. Uh, it's a, the commandments. In fact, it's the fifth commandment, the sixth commandment, and the eighth commandment. And um, because you have the catechism memorized, all this great stuff, we get to talk about the commandments. But there's something... Uh, interesting about the way Jesus talks about the commandments. And I'd really like to kind of just stay with the fifth commandment because I, I think there's a lot. So the fifth commandment, as you know, Brady, is you shall not murder. So um, this is a confession time for you. Have you murdered anybody today? <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. I appreciate that there was no hesitation. You didn't have to think. It was a quick, no, I haven't. Did you murder anybody Yesterday? No. Okay, the day before? No. Okay. Have you murdered anybody, period? No. Do you have plans to murder anybody? No. Okay. So these are really good things. So have you fulfilled the fifth commandment? Yeah, I'd say I have. You sure? Okay. Because Jesus is going to poke a hole in that. Okay, so Jesus says, you have heard that it was said of those of old. So we're talking about the Old Testament. You shall not murder. Whoever murders will be liable to judgment. And then Jesus messes everything up. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Have you ever been mad at somebody? Well, wait, wait, let's back this up. Let's do, let's do the right order. Have you been mad at anybody today? No. 
Were you mad with anybody, angry with anybody yesterday? No. Were you mad or angry with anybody in the past? Have you ever been angry at somebody? Yes, I have. Do you plan on being angry or mad at somebody? <laughs> so that's a future thing. Uh, no. Okay. So you have confessed that you have been mad or angry at somebody. This means you are liable for judgment. This is the judgment of God. Notice you have to drop your voice, judgment of God. You want to try it? No. You don't want to try judgment of God? No. Okay. So Jesus goes on. Whoever insults his brother will be liable. Have you insulted anybody today? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, because that, that, was, that was a quick answer. Okay. Did you insult anybody yesterday? Maybe as a joke, but I don't say it as like a mean way. Okay. Have you insulted anybody in your past? Maybe a few times, but okay. I'm not too sure. Okay. Do you plan on insulting anybody? No. Okay. So you've confessed that you've insulted people, and even kind of as a joke. But it's, uh, Jesus says you'll be liable. And then he says something. Whoever says you fool. And do you know who Mr. T is? Mr. T. Yeah, oh my gosh, you make me feel so old. Mr. T, I pity the fool. Mohawk, I don't. gold chains. What is it, Rocky Three? I've seen Rocky Four. We've seen Rocky Four, okay. <laughs> oh, I just so dated myself. So, you fool. And this is an insult. And this is, this is saying that um, not only are you stupid, but that you're worthless. And so this is, this is a huge insult. And Jesus says, if you're insulting your neighbor, anybody, that you will be liable to the fires of hell. How does that sound? Not very good. Not very good. Okay. So what what's really frustrating with this is how we set this up. So you said that you have fulfilled the fifth commandment because you haven't murdered anybody. And I'm very proud of you for not murdering anybody. That, that's a good thing. But then Jesus says it, it's not just a surface thing. It's not just the fact that you haven't killed people. Have you been angry? Have you have you hated people? Have you insulted people? Uh, these are the things that that are the fullness of the commandment. Uh, how do you what what do you think of that? that? That it's more than just well, I haven't killed anybody, so I must be good. But now it's actually even thinking mean thoughts about people. Uh, how, what, what does that do for you? Do, it surprises me knowing how one commandment, knowing think it means one thing, and it actually means many more things than what you know. Okay. So how do we deal with this? So I, I, again, I, I, I like patting myself on the back because I I haven't killed anybody, <laughs> but I, I know I've insulted people. I know uh, I've been mad at people. I know I've been angry, and I know I've made other people mad and angry, which means that I've caused them to sin. So what do we do with all this? So you and I have now just confessed we are guilty of the fifth commandment. Brady, what do we do? Repent to Jesus. We repent to Jesus. Awesome statement. Okay. So repenting means that we turn away from our sin. We, we turn away from our sin and we turn towards God. And I love what you said. We repent to Jesus. And I love this because then it says, um, this is verse 24, uh, we are to be reconciled to 
our brother, and then go to church or, or go to the uh, the altar. So to be reconciled means that we're going to work to make right what we've done wrong. So how do we do that? How, how do we make what we've done wrong right? Or, yeah, let's, let's start there first. Got any suggestions for that? Uh, for so you've insulted the, somebody or you made somebody mad or you're mad at somebody. How do we make that right? Asking the person you insulted if they can forgive you and you Ooh, guys can okay. become better friends. I like that. Okay. Um, what if they don't want to? What if they're just so angry that they, they, they can't even talk to you? Ask them for forgiveness. So I love that because I love that persistence. Um, and what I also love about this is it's recognizing you did something wrong. I am sorry. I insulted you. I am mad at you. And this means that you have to change. So now let's say um, I make fun of you for, for whatever reason. And then I say, oh, I'm sorry if that offended you. Is that a real apology? No. No, okay. Does that sound right? So not only that, but what do we do after that? So, um, I, I, Brady, I'm sorry for making fun of your whatever. And you will say what? I forgive you. Okay. So now what happens? What, what do we do about this? How do we, how do we move on from this? We could ask each other not to make jokes about each other and start hanging out more, maybe. Oh, I like that. I like that, that relational aspect, because now it is both of us to work on this. I may have wronged you, but we together get to move on. I really like that. And what I really like about that is this actually helps us reflect and see the work of God. Jesus, uh, God sends Jesus into our time, our space, our flesh. You've heard me say that before. And with that, though, it is we get to repent, as you said, repent to Jesus. But what does he do? He doesn't just say, oh, good job. But he helps us in this relationship. He helps us know his love. He helps us in forgiveness. And he takes away the sin, takes away death, and he continues to love us. So one of the frustrating things for me is that he shows us this love, and then he tells us to go and do it. How well are you at loving your neighbor? Uh, I, I like everybody. I I like to meet new people and be friends with as many people as I can. Okay, great answer. So you, but do you love everybody the way Jesus loves everybody? I don't think that's possible. Ooh, I okay. So you you you're absolutely right. That's not possible, and and that's one of the things that um, frustrates me because Jesus says, "Love your neighbor like I love you," and then it's but Jesus and and I I really appreciate you just said it. We can't do that. That's not possible. Which then shows us that you and I sitting here at this table in this room, we're weak. Brady, I need your help. And I hope you need my help. And let's come together. Let's build each other up. Let's not tear each other down. Uh, but now with that, how do we do this with everybody else? And these are the ways that, that we get to work to reflect God's love because it's always God's work that we get to have his gifts and that we get to be built up. And again, we've only done, what is that, four verses of all of this? And there's there's so much more. So, Brady, what do we do with the words of Jesus when he tells us that um, 
it's not just good enough to not murder people, but you got to love everybody. You got to help everybody. You got to take care of everybody. What do we do with this? Because that, that's a huge statement. I'd say spread the word. Oh, I like that. Okay. So spreading the word, how does that help people? Helps them understand Jesus and not to insult other people and how that can affect them very bad and how they can affect them when they go to heaven or hell. Ooh, I, I like that. So the in, the eternal implications of of knowing who Christ is, and, and we get to lead people to that. I think that's amazing because um, I know I told you that we were just going to talk about the, the gospel lesson, but I'm, I'm going to— I'm going to talk about the Old Testament lesson. And you got Moses. And uh, God is speaking to Moses, and Moses is going to speak to the people. And he says something, and it's very much what you kind of just said. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. And this is actually for us. We get to see this as heaven that we have the fullness of heaven, the promises of life everlasting. But Brady, you told me I can't be perfect. I can't love God. I can't love the neighbor. So God says, obey the commandments. What do we do? I can't obey. The, you told me I can't obey the commandments. I've told you, you can't obey the commandments. So is God not talking to us? What do we do with that? I'd say when we, at the end of the day, after, if we've broken commandments, before we rest, we ask Jesus' forgiveness, so he, and then t- the next day, and so on. Because well, we can't be perfect, but we know we can ask for forgiveness, and hopefully he'll forgive us, and we can be with him in the afterlife. Okay, so I really appreciate that because, again, you put the full focus on our salvation, on the work of Christ, which is huge. Uh, We're not perfect, but we recognize our sin. So, and I'll push just a little bit uh, different. So we're not perfect. Does that mean we should try? I'd say try to not do bad things, but we can can never be perfect. Okay. So, again, I, I like that because, again, one of the things that, that uh, I think is, well, I can't do it, so why even try? And with that, and I, again, I like where you went. It's what Christ, it's what Jesus does. He forgives our sins. And then we get to try to be better. We get to try to do what God says, knowing that we have forgiveness. And this doesn't mean that, well, I'll try and we really don't, or you know, we just go through the motions. Uh, this means that we actually understand we're loved by God. And if we're loved by God, guess what we get to do to other people? What do we get to do to other people, Brady? Forgive one another. We get to forgive one another. What else do we get to do? Uh, love love another. Love one another. And these these are the, the, the exciting things because this is the freedom that God gives to us in Jesus. You now get to love people. Now, God commands you to do it, but now you get to do it because you have been loved. So I think this is amazing, and there's a lot to talk about. And I really appreciate that you you saw that God is giving so much more than just the simple command, don't murder, don't kill. This actually is in our head, in our thoughts, in our words, and the way we act.
Okay, Brady, you get the, the last word. Do you have anything else you want to say about the, the gospel lesson or the Old Testament lesson, church? Anything else you want to reveal to the, the world? Uh, it's not too much, but we learned at a, one of our lessons that a woman was getting stoned for, mm-hmm. commo- for adultery, yeah. and Jesus was the one that th- threw the first stone, or, or he started it or something like that. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the crowds gathered because they, they, they found this woman committing adultery, and Jesus stops them and says, he who is without sin can throw the first stone. And that's when everybody realized, oh, I'm a sinner too. And they were making this judgment. And with this, it was the judgment to death. Uh, she was wrong. She was committing sin. But Jesus was pointing out all of us are sinners. How do we repent? How do we change? I think that's a good story. And again, it points to to the the conversation at hand. There's so much more going on than this one single surface event. So, Brady, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. And we'll see what happens as we continue by the grace of God. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.